time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for the show that will remind you of the movie Twins if you listen to it right after you listen to a good podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. This is the original Janksters podcast. We don't make them. Back. (laughs) They work for us. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So uh, this week. We got a special show, and by which I mean it's pretty much the same as every other show. But, you know, it's special in my heart. Because we're talking about a movie that's dear to me, at least. <laughs> uh, a little movie called Edge of 17. Came out a couple years ago, 2016. Uh, it's kind of just a coming-of-age movie. Uh, I really enjoyed this when I saw it in the theaters. I ended up seeing it twice in the theaters, uh, which is pretty much unheard of for this type of a movie. <laughs> But I really, really enjoyed it, and I've been curious ever since I saw it to see what you would think of this movie. Um, it was one of those things where I knew you would never watch it on your own, so I figured we would watch it for the show. It's true. It's <laughs> uh, I did give you the option the other day of two movies, um, and I guess you chose this one just because you didn't have to read. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. You knew I would choose this one. You know I'm not going to read a damn movie. <laughs> oh, the other movie is really good, though. I, I can't out. do it. Like, if you gave me a choice between that movie and any movie, I'll always choose <laughs> option B because I'm not going to well, read a movie. <laughs> well, I'll have to just next time just assign that one to you straight. <laughs> no. Well, not next time, but eventually. <laughs> Please. <don't. laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so, you did finally watch Edge of 17 uh, for the show, for the good of the show. And what did you think of this movie? Ah, now I watched this with my girlfriend, Carol, because I was like, there's no way I'm going to get my watches by myself. I'm going to drag her into it. So uh, I've decided on watching this movie uh, because I had no choice, really. And she thought it was pretty good. She didn't think it was as bad as I was babbling about. But I, I think this movie is kind of forgettable. It reminds me of a more adult-ish version of a Nickelodeon or a Disney movie where maybe when I was a kid, I can maybe relate, but like now, and it's weird because this is a movie I probably should be able to relate to since it's Mm -hmm. basically the awkward kid, but my God, this chick is so fucking annoying. The whole movie. (laughs) Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I was awkward, but at least I tried to be some kind sometimes funny maybe in points even though I you didn't think she was funny at sometimes she could be funny (laughs) but i don't she was mostly annoying oh i found her very funny i i i can see what you're saying in that this character is definitely written to be kind of annoying uh but for me the performance i really really enjoyed Haley steinfeld in this role um i completely related to her and thought she did an amazing job um, I thought the way that, like I said, this character could have been very annoying in lesser hands, but I thought the way that she pulled it off made this character that was kind of bratty and, you know, obnoxious at times and made her very sympathetic and, you know, someone that I liked watching. In fact, like the character of Nadine is probably in my top 10 of like coming of age characters. <laughs> oh. I found her very interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> I thought most of the characters in here were pretty well 
well-defined, I would say, like you can tell, you know, where they're coming from, what their things are. They're pretty well-rounded. Like for the most part, they're not very just cartoony and one note. They, uh, they actually felt like real people. Um, and I really, really like that about the movie. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, this, again, you've done, <laughs> I've, you've chosen another movie. I'm not really, it's not in my <laughs> wheelhouse of movies that I'd like to watch. Yeah. I think I can I, see that. I like to escape when I watch movies. I think I've said this numerous times. This is not a movie I want. I definitely don't want to release <laughs> basically my like this. This movie was my like seventh and eighth grade. That's what this movie was. <laughs> and it's like, boy, I get to relive this all over again. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I can see where that where you can be coming from on that. But for me, I think it kind of like I could tap into those feelings without actually having to relive it because it's happening to someone else. So you can kind of see where they're coming from and, you know, you kind of relive it, but without all the negative effects, essentially. Because <laughs> you, you're not in that same place that you were back then. So it kind of taps, taps yeah. into those feelings, but doesn't, it's not like, oh shit, that just makes me depressed again. <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't do that. It's just like, wow, there's just so many things in this movie. You're just like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> and when she takes her mom's car it's like oh god what the fuck what's she doing i don't get this <laughs> or like when she sends the message i'm just like what the fuck what is she doing why is she sending this <laughs> well she didn't mean to send it she tried to hit cancel but unfortunately I... they're right close together <laughs> i don't know this movie was just weird uh yeah woody harrelson's in it he made up for most of the movie that i didn't think that was that hot um he was <laughs> well, pretty good great. i'm glad you liked him yeah, he was funny. I really enjoyed his uh, his character. Um, his every character time you is think, pretty great. Every time you think he'd say something nice, it would always be just, it would never <laughs> be nice. He plays a teacher in this <laughs> nope. movie. And the best line for sure in the movie is when there's a huge event that basically happens and he's got to go take her home from his house. And <laughs> he pulls up to the house. It seems like probably the whole car ride it was very silent. And he says, you know, I, I, I don't really know how to say this. And, uh, you know, I think <laughs> we both know where I'm coming from here, but... Uh, get out. <laughs> yep. He, his whole character is fucking great. He's just constantly, they're kind of have this back and forth the whole movie where they're kind of at each other's throats, but he actually does. You can tell he really does care about her. Like he goes above and beyond several times, like giving her money and shit and just letting her like picking her up when she's in trouble and needs a ride and shit. So he really is like a good dude underneath it all, but he just has this, you know, slacker attitude <laughs> which i imagine most most teachers actually have where they're like i'm just here to get a paycheck <laughs> it's true he reminded me a lot of oh and it, like i feel like i had a lot of chemistry or i saw a lot of chemistry and related with a lot of chemistry between her and him and myself and oh I'm glad you thought that because I've always thought of that too when I see this movie I'm like that reminds me of how Pete talks about Mr. O yeah uh it's very much like that yeah um, yeah, no. Uh, like you guys gave each other shit, but he he would have helped you out if there was any you know major problems. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he would. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he would. There'd be times where he'd kick me out where I should have gone to the principal's or the dean's office, and he would just tell me to get out of his classroom. Yeah. So I mean, it could have been worse. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> But yeah, I like this movie uh, quite a bit, um, and it's not I, I'd feel bad if it was just me that liked this movie, but I 
I think it was very well received. Like it's got a high Rotten Tomato score and everything. Um, all the sh- like movie shows I watch, they all seem to love it. Uh, Frank, you know, your buddy Frank from back in your, your school days, <laughs> yep. he really likes this movie. Um, both Larry and Mike Dell from the LCS hockey show. They've seen this movie and they both were big fans. Um, so I'm not alone in this. No, I'm <laughs> alone for sure. It just <laughs> definitely reminds me of a Disney movie with more adult topics. That's all it is. I can see that. That's fair. It's just a children's movie. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it has good, relatable kind of storylines, I thought. So even as an adult, you kind of look back and you, you know, see where you used to be or even some of it. I still relate to Like there are certain things I really still relate to in this movie that I guess we'll get into once we get into the storyline. But <laughs> was it the message, Kevin? Was it the message that you relate to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But this movie starts out, uh, I guess I went into this movie originally when I first saw it in theaters. I don't even know why I saw it. I guess it was getting good reviews and people seem to be liking it. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll fucking go see it. Why not? There's not much else coming out this week. <laughs> so I ended up going to see it and, you know, expected very little. But early on, I, I was way in. Like, as soon as I saw this character and I was really getting into it, her and Woody Harrelson, they have that first scene together. Oh, and first, we should mention that this movie starts out with uh, the <laughs> Gracie Films thing from the end of The Simpsons. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess James L. Brooks uh, also produced this movie, who was one of the main guys who did The Simpsons. So uh, that already gets me in a good mood when I see that. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. I don't think he's done many movies, but he produced this thing. So good on him for having a good eye. <laughs> At least I like in my his opinion. eyes. <laughs> yeah, this movie starts out with uh, with Nadine. Uh, it kind of starts out in the middle of the movie, and then you kind of flashes forward uh, or flashes back, I should say, and then you get caught up eventually. Um, she starts out with her going to see Woody Harrelson, her teacher and telling him that he, she's going to kill herself <laughs> and that she just thought that she should tell somebody. And I like this scene because it's got the whole part where she's like, I want to make sure that like I actually die and not just like in a, in a coma. <laughs> and she does the, like the weird, like death flop. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm just doing that. What good is that? <laughs> I can't even tell someone to kill me at that point. And from that point in, I was like, man, this girl's good. I really enjoy this character. And uh, we get Woody Harrelson saying that uh, <laughs> that he is also going to kill himself because his lunch hour keeps getting interrupted by this same poorly dressed student every day. Yep. <laughs> so it's just a, it sets up their dynamic right away. Um, and we kind of cut back to a couple days prior. Uh, let's see, where does it start out? Oh, I guess they're uh, they talk about their uh, yes. how she was. We go way back out. to her childhood. Yeah. And we get uh, a bunch of scenes with her kind of, you know, when she first got to school or when she was a really little kid, she has an older brother who is very good at everything. You know, he's well liked and popular and good at sports and all this shit. And she is very much the opposite of that. She's one of the people who thinks that's stupid and (laughs) craps on everything. Uh, So they haven't never really gotten along. She doesn't get along with her mother pretty much ever since they were little. They've been at each other's throats because they're both kind of, you know, kind of a handful. (laughs) <laughs> so they're kind of too similar in that way where, you know, it's not fun to deal with them. And her dad was kind of the one who was always playing the peacemaker between the two of them and trying to keep them, you know, playing nicely. And unfortunately then cut to when she's about 12, 
and she's going out to get cheeseburgers with her dad and her dad has a heart attack uh, while driving, which is pretty freaky. Uh, I've come to realize like anytime you see anyone driving in a movie anymore, like something bad's going to happen. <laughs> They're yes. going to get hit from the side or he's going to have a heart attack and die. Like it never ends well when anyone drives. Nope. <laughs> I've seen it in so many movies now. Oh, also <laughs> I should mention we one of my, probably my favorite line in the entire movie was when the, the part when they were really little kids and uh, they're showing that basically she's picked on a lot in school. Nobody likes her. And one of the girls like knocks her down and says, nobody likes you. You're going to get AIDS and die. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in the movie. Uh, I laughed so hard at that part in the theater. I think I was not the only one, <laughs> but I, I was dying laughing. Just hearing this little girl tell another little girl, she's going to get AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh so good and there was also the uh another funny line from this part was where uh her and then you know the one girl who was her friend they become friends uh over this little caterpillar that they're gonna both be mommies too <laughs> and uh so then they become friends the caterpillar dies but they they hang out all the time after that and they're kind of she's talking about how her and her friend would always tell each other secrets that they couldn't tell anyone else and her friend is just like one time my grandpa's pajama flap came open and I saw his wiener and got really sad. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. Kevin's like, yep, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> like if I was in that situation, I'd probably be really sad too. <laughs> oh God. So it kind of cuts to after they show him having a heart attack and dying, they kind of cut ahead. She just says, basically, I don't want to bore you with the details, but let me just say the next couple of years were complete shit. <laughs> yep. Um, and so then she, she and her friend are at school and they're kind of just talking shit about people and talking about this boy. She likes, uh, there's a really funny line where she's like, uh, I want to go to like, although they find out that he works at Petland, So she's like, I want to go there and just be like, uh, so which aisle is the cat food in? And <laughs> can you also put your penis in me? <laughs> there's some guy walking by who kind of looks and she's like, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. Um, they kind of see her brother who they start making fun of, uh, for wearing this like really tight shirt that shows his nipples. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy like all of her dialogue here. It's all really good. Uh, so they go into class and basically they cut to the end of the day. They're at home. The, the mom is there and she says that she's going out of town for the weekend. Basically they, they have the house to themselves. <laughs> and uh so immediately nadine calls up her brother to let him know this news and say that she's called dibs on the house <laughs> and that her mom's boobs are going to be dangling in front of a dentist's face all weekend yeah <laughs> and so they bad basically her and her friend proceed to just get drunk all night uh while they have the house to themselves um, and then the brother turns out once he gets out of his after school activities also has a bunch of friends over to use the pool. And Nadine is not happy about this at all. <laughs> she kind of flips out and basically is fake drunk pretending to call the cops, <laughs> which I really liked. <laughs> but she was just like, help operator. My brother's hurting me. My no, no hole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. 
And so basically they they were having a good time, but now she's kind of, you know, super drunk and just kind of laying by the toilet and uh, talking about how much she sucks and how much she hates herself, which I definitely related to this part. Not so much the being drunk and thinking that, but that's just most of my life. <laughs> Jesus. That's so sad. <laughs> but uh, so the, the friend gets her into bed and, uh, she goes down to help the brother kind of clean up the dog. Apparently is peed all over the floor and uh, they kind of start bonding a little bit and cut to the next morning. Nadine wakes up, doesn't find her friend there. She kind of goes looking around, walks into the brother's room and her friend is in bed with her brother. This part's kind of sad too, because it's like one of these things in this movie where like it, you get the yin and the yang. No matter what, it seemed like she always had the short end of the stick, where he was always the one without the short end of the stick. He just had everything. Mm-hmm. And the one thing she did at least always have is that friend, and now he has yeah. that as well. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's a kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a, it's a sticky situation because I mean, she could, she kind of drives the friend away by having such a big issue with it. Like, they, she could, didn't have to force it into an ultimatum. She kind of did that to herself, but it still definitely would have sucked either way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> either way, it's going to be weird with them like living in the same house and like, oh, are you here to hang out with me or hang out with my brother? <laughs> right. Like, it's going to be weird either way. Oh, yeah. But. But she gets so over it with no problem. <laughs> yep. And the movie ends. <laughs> I'm glad they were able to come to a peaceful resolution and, and so talk quickly. out their feelings. <laughs> it was a good short before the actual movie started where she got AIDS. <laughs> oh God. So she freaks the fuck out. Um, they go outside, they sit on the curb and kind of, you know, talk about it a little bit or she just kind of tells a friend to go home and they'll talk about it later. And she kind of yells at her brother and he just blows it off. Uh, he doesn't really want to hear any of this. They go back to school (laughs) where we kind of see her starting to uh, interact more with this kid in her class, Erwin Kim, who's like this, this nerdy Asian kid who I definitely related to this guy (laughs) huh? because he is just terrible at talking to women. Yeah, that's true. He is. (laughs) He is super awkward. Wish you weren't so Uh, fucking awkward, bud. (laughs) Yep. That about sums up his life. Uh, I liked all their scenes, especially in class. That was always pretty funny. Um, I also seen Nadine talking to Woody Harrelson, like before class starts, she kind of goes to tell him, oh, hey, by the way, yesterday you, you messed something up. You said that the North seceded from the Union, not the South. They just wanted to make sure, you, you know, you were you got it right next time because the kids were kind of kind of dumb. They might not catch it. And he was just like, uh, yeah, you know, good catch. Um but at any point during that lecture, did you stop and think what it would be like to actually have a life? <laughs> 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 He's so good. Oh, I think this is the part where basically this is their second interaction before this class where uh, where she's trying to basically she didn't do her homework over the weekend because of all this stuff with her brother and her friend. And she's trying to pin it off on her dad being dead. And she's like, Oh yeah, I couldn't do it. My dad died and stuff like that. And he's like, uh, well, when did he die? And she's like, 2011. <laughs> he's like, Oh, I've got a one year grace period for dead, 
family members. But, you know, keep at it. Your grandparents can't stick around forever. (laughs) Again, he was the best part of the movie. He really is. He's always got these good zingers. Uh, so we see her and Erwin Kim kind of talking a little bit. Uh, he's clearly has a thing for her. She's, you know, not having it. She thinks he's adorable, but like in some kind of weird puppy way that she wants to just carry him around in a purse. <laughs> um, she, oh, her friend uh, talks to her brother again, and they kind of, you know, realize that they both had a really good time and maybe this could turn into something a little bit more than, you know, just a little fooling around one time. And so they uh, cut to after school where they're at a, at a fast food restaurant and uh, her friends kind of breaking the news to her. And Nadine doesn't react well. She just kind of throws her shoe at a wall randomly, <laughs> <laughs> which is just one of those little things where I like, I love this character. She's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, weird. So yeah, she does not react well. Uh, the friend tells her that, you know, her and the brother are going to go to this party on, on Friday night. She wants them, to, you know, wants Nadine to come with Nadine's like, oh, I don't know. I'll see. Uh, but she ends up going and uh, we get a funny, a funny line when they get out of the car, they're going up to the party and Derry and the brother's just like, um, please try to rise above yourself. Nadine. She's like, please suck several dicks, Derry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they go to the party and it's basically just as bad as Nadine always feared. Um, her friend kind of goes off to play beer pong. She's getting introduced to all these people because of the brother. Um, and Nadine's just kind of standing there by herself. Um, she goes to the bathroom at one point, giving her a speech, like herself a speech in the mirror, just to stop being so awkward, bud. <laughs> yep. Which I definitely, that definitely rang true for me. Um, as does the part, this is such a little thing, but I'm like, God damn, I've done that so many times where she's just kind of looking at the pictures and shit. Like the people who own the house, looking at their pictures on the mantle, just to try to look busy at this party because she has nobody to talk to. Yep. Like, I'm like, Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I've definitely been, been there, there for that for sure. For sure. Yep. <laughs> so that's one of the things I liked is just, wow, this rings so true. Uh, and she basically can't find anyone to talk to. She tries talking to one girl and it just goes badly. And she just calls her mom and has her come pick her up. She's like, fuck this. Um, and her mom is also having a bad night. <laughs> she found out that the dentist was married that she had been seeing and, She's all upset. <laughs> I do like the part where she's just like, you know what I'm going to do right now? And like Nadine kind of thinks they're going to have some big bonding moment and do something together. But the mom's just like, I'm going to go home and put my makeup on and get all dressed up and then take it all off and go to bed. <laughs> and Nadine's just like, fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's kind of feeling bummed out and lonely. So she decides to call up that Erwin Kim from her class and go to the, uh, mini golf place to kind of do some mini golf and go to like the, the fun fair that's going on. And <laughs> they get on the Ferris wheel and, uh, they're going on that. <laughs> and she's kind of asking him about himself and, uh, she's like, Oh, well, let me guess. And then she decides to like, kind of talk about what his parents are probably like, how the mom is really strict on him. And the dad never really says, I love you, but you can tell in like a stern kind of way that he does. <laughs> and she's like, I hope none of that was racist, but now I'm thinking it all was. 
and she kind of like starts unloading about how, you know, she's all bummed out because of her friend and her brother. And she kind of looks sad. So Erwin goes in to try to kiss her. <laughs> and she's just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, no, that that's not what I was looking for. And he's just like, oh, no, so, so sorry. And she's like, maybe we should get off. And he's like, he starts freaking out. I'm like the attendant trying to get them off of this ride, which is just fucking weird. He's just like, can we stop the fucking ride? <laughs> <laughs> but she actually like finds this endearing and just kind of like laughs at it. <laughs> and it kind of starts turning things around. She's just like, all right, this kid's weird, but I like it, I guess. <laughs> Uh, they go mini golfing after that and have a good time and stuff. And she kind of, she goes back home. Um, so she's kind of like, they're kind of in like a friend type thing, but he clearly wants it to be more. She's more interested in this one guy in their class. Um, this like bad boy who doesn't want to be Facebook friends with her, (laughs) but she almost tries to let him know that, Hey, I sent you this request. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That'd be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) but uh so they find out officially that now she kind of confronts the friend uh she's like like, ignores her calls the rest of the weekend and kind of sees her at school on monday and the friends basically just like hey you know i tried calling you and she's kind of upset that her you know nadine wasn't returning her phone calls nadine's super pissed at her um the two of them have a big fight in the hallway and basically nadine gives her the ultimatum uh it's either me or my brother uh, you can't have us both. So you got to pick. And the friend is kind of like, well, your brother asked me to prom and to be his girlfriend and stuff. So I'm going to pick him, I guess. <laughs> but she doesn't say that. Yeah. But we know well, she basically. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, she says like Nadine says, well, then we're done. And she's like, fine. <laughs> and she just kind of walks away. <laughs> and that's kind of where that ends. Um, and so she's real bummed at this point. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of what happens next. At some point, she basically doesn't have anybody to eat lunch with anymore because, you know, she used to eat lunch with her one friend and now she doesn't even have her. So she tries to go find Erwin uh, to have lunch with him, but she he's not around. He's at his like film club thing. Uh, and so she goes to Woody Harrelson, her teacher's office, and just like. I got a question about something, but it turns out she doesn't. She just wants somewhere to eat. <laughs> so they kind of have a an interaction there, which is pretty good. Where, uh, let's see. Um, oh, shit. What happens in this scene? <laughs> um, this was with where, the cookie. There's a cookie involved. Yep, What's the cookie? Um, damn, what else happens in the scene? Um... Shit, shit, shit. Uh, oh, she starts complaining about like everyone her age and how they're just all so obsessed with their phones and shit like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> she starts like commenting on his hair and how he he probably can't find anyone because he's bald and makes forty five thousand oh, dollars right. a year. <laughs> he's like, wow, this is the first time anyone's ever underestimated my salary (laughs) that made me feel good (laughs) and he gives her a part of his cookie and says you know you're my favorite student she's like really i'm really your favorite student he's just like uh i felt like the right thing to say (laughs) i just i love all the scenes with the two of those two together um they're really great 
Yeah, they're. I mean, those Woody Harrelson, like I said, definitely makes the movie. His, his yeah. comedy is definitely what drives it for sure. He just seems like such a good dude in this movie. Yeah, for sure. He's good in most everything, but yeah, especially in this side, he's really a standout for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so they the. Nadine and her brother Darian have a confrontation at home uh, where he's just he's like, I don't want to hear it. Let's you know, work it out between you two. I don't want to be involved in this. And she kind of brings up a story of how she gave uh, him her pillow after her dad died because he had basically cried through his and brings it up like, oh, I, I wish you would love me enough to do something like that. And he's just like, like, why are you bringing this up? You're, that's fucked up and shit. Um, there's some good lines there. Uh, I like that the mom comes home and uh, she's like, he's cooking uh, this. He's making this like health drink and shit. And then you cuts to Nadine just drinking like every kind of Slurpee <laughs> imaginable. <laughs> Which just brings about the whole like yin and yang thing again. They're just two completely different people. Yep. The, the brother like and the mom get along super great. Like he's just like the perfect kid in her eyes. Like he's the, you know, obviously the favorite and She's just kind of like she can never seem to get along too well with her mom. Uh, her mom's started to drive her to school again now because the friend used to drive her, but now she isn't. <laughs> so that's not going well. Uh, she basically keeps asking, you know, she the mom's kind of mad about it. And eventually she. When Nadine won't get out of the car one of those mornings, she kind of just flips the fuck out and is like, well, you're coming to work with me now. <laughs> You're going to have to explain it to my boss, which I don't know how that conversation went. Yeah, right. <laughs> my daughter is going to explain to you why she's here. Don't <laughs> fire me. <laughs> uh, so they kind of have an interaction there though, where Nadine's kind of predicting everything that her mom says, uh, which is kind of funny. I like that part. And then the mom just busts out the atomic bomb and says, your father would be so disappointed in how you're turning out. She's just not cool. <laughs> and now, of course, Nadine is uh, freaking out. She's all freaky deaky now. <laughs> yep. She freaks the fuck out, uh, steals her mom's car keys, gets in the car, just drives off. Her mom's completely now stranded at work <laughs> and basically calling her a bunch, leaving her a bunch, bunch of angry voicemails. Uh, Nadine goes to the park to try to, you know, kind of calm down a little bit. And she starts sending another message to uh to this guy that she likes and i can't remember that guy's uh, name what was the guy's name oh god um i can't remember something weird (laughs) but he looks super emo that's all i know yeah he's very emo (laughs) so she starts sending this message about how like she she's you know she really likes him she might even be in love with him like I want to give you head. <laughs> I want you to suck on my tits and we'll do it in this Petland stock room. I need you inside me. <laughs> Shit. Just some completely outrageous, you know, fucking stuff. Uh, and she's actually, she's going to like, she's like, Oh, this is so pathetic and desperate. Like I got to delete this. She tries to delete it, but she accidentally hits send instead. As we always do. <laughs> I could honestly actually see that happening. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think she secretly wanted that to happen. <laughs> Maybe she did. <laughs> so now she's freaking the fuck out. She doesn't know what she's going to do once he gets this message. Cause like, 
It's obviously pretty embarrassing. Uh, so she goes, she actually goes back to school, goes to see Woody Harrelson, hoping he'll have some sagely advice. Since he's had <laughs> like, so much so far. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. <laughs> but an asshole. <laughs> Uh, and so he kind of reads the message. This is where we have this is where we kind of catch up. Yeah, where she's talking about killing herself, and he can't, she kind of explains why and lets him read the message, which is pretty funny seeing him read all that stuff. Um, and so he's just kind of like, you know what? It's not that big a deal. Like, just you go have a, a nice yogurt, <laughs> take some time out, relax, take the rest of the after, take the fifth period off and shit, and come back later. Everything will be all right. Um, and Nadine, so he gives Nadine some money to go get some frozen yogurt, which she does. And she's kind of seems to be relaxing somewhat, uh, when she gets a text message from this boy that she likes, it's just like, wow. And like, I got your message. Like, do you want to meet up tonight? And, uh, she is like, Oh, like, Oh, I guess this was a good thing. So she goes home. Oh, I should mention, we forgot one scene that's going to come up eventually. <laughs> where at some point during all this, where she doesn't have any friends, basically she is getting a little bit closer with Irwin. Uh, she goes over to Irwin's house to mm. go swimming one day, um, which <laughs> you could, I love how excited he got as soon as she was coming over to go swimming. He's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we find out That's he's rich. Great. Nobody else knew that he was really rich. So she's yep. of course like questions this and everything like that. <laughs> Super rich. Uh, she's, Starts playing out this, uh, I don't know, some kind of scene where someone asks if they want to have sex and he says yes. And he doesn't realize she's doing like a thing. And uh, so then she's like, oh, and I was just quoting the movie. And he's like, hey, you can't do that to a man. (laughs) (laughs) And he plays this song calling her dickhead. Um, It's really cool. They kind of bond a little bit. He he goes and shows her that apparently his parents are out of town for like months at a time. So he's basically got the house to himself. Uh, and he's got a whole room full of his illustrations. He's working on this animated movie that he's doing for this uh, school film festival that's coming up. And he asks her if she wants to go. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Um, so that happens. But meanwhile, she's got this other guy that she has, you know, text messages or he text messaged her and they're going to meet up that night. So she runs home. Her mom is still not yet home at this point. She's basically uh, getting herself ready for this date, showering giving herself the old Friday, the 13th perfume spray to the crotch. Yep. <laughs> As they did in like all of those movies. Uh, so basically her mom gets home. She kind of ducks out the window so that she won't have to see her mom at all. And just completely ghosts on her and goes to meet this guy. And so the guy shows up in his car and they, she gets in and stuff and they're kind of having a little joy ride along the, uh, the, waterways <laughs> as they're and called they, in most places <laughs> yep they stop to uh, kind of gaze out on the uh the water there and he starts getting handsy he obviously wants to do what she said she was going to do <laughs> in the message yep <laughs> which is to be expected when you send someone a message like that <laughs> yep but now she's not having it she's like no 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 like why aren't we we should probably talk or something first right and he's like, eh, I don't know if I need that. Sure, he just wants that one and done. <laughs> and uh, so she kind of flips out. Uh, and this part, I mean, I definitely was scared that she was going to get raped. I did not want that to happen in this movie. Um, 
So I'm glad it didn't go that way. She kind of just gets out uh, and it's raining and she kind of is now far from home and she doesn't know how to get back. She's got no one to give her a ride basically. So she ends up calling Woody Harrelson um, and having him come pick her up at a donut shop. And I really like that. The fact that he's like, did you buy a donut from them? And it's like, all right. And then he gives them a tip just because they basically have done the service of keeping track of her for a little bit of time. Like he's such a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Doing shit. He doesn't have to do. Even though he talks like an asshole, <laughs> but it's so funny. Yeah, I love it. And uh, so he takes her home to his house uh, where it turns out, unlike what she thought earlier, he is not just completely alone because he's bald. <laughs> he uh, he's got a baby and a wife. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. What a twist. There was no twist. And then <laughs> uh, he basically is just holding her in there for a little while until her mom shows up, uh, but during this time, no, her the mom's brother having... The, well, the no, no, show up. she thinks that the mom's coming, uh, oh, but the yes. brother was on the way. Now, before all this happened, basically her mom is in complete freak-out mode because she yeah. keeps basically just messing with her mom, it seems like, because she thought she'd get the car back, and that didn't happen, and now they don't know where she's at, and her brother keeps calling her. All this shit's going on. Well, she finally ends up calling her mom, and then the brother and her best friend show up, her old best friend show up. Yeah, <laughs> because the mom has called the brother repeatedly and put him on the case, just like always happens, basically, because like the mom and her can't seem to communicate at all. So the brother always ends up getting involved. Um, So the brother ends up showing up and he comes to pick up Nadine and Nadine's just not having it. She's like, I'm not getting in the car with you guys. Like, fuck you. Um, Which I felt bad because like the mom, like uh, Woody Harrelson's wife was like putting the baby to bed at this point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's all these people like yelling in their front room. It's embarrassing, okay? <laughs> yeah. Get your shit together. You're annoying and you're pissing everyone off. Get your shit together. <laughs> but so the brother is kind of like, he, he get kind of he bristles against the fact that she's saying that, oh, yeah, his life is so perfect. He's like, yeah, it's so great that, like, I got to only apply to schools that are close by because I got to stay at home because God only knows what would happen if it was just you and mom there. And like, it's so great that like the only that I get called every five seconds for everything that's going on with you guys. And the only person who actually makes me feel like I can get through my life is your friend who I can't have without destroying you is like, yeah, it's fucking great. And he's like, he asked Woody Harrelson to give her a ride home. Cause he's basically, he pieces out. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> uh, and so he leaves. And then Woody Harrelson, as you mentioned, drives her home and tells her to get out of the car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's basically the last we see of him, but he's, uh, he'll Cause be he missed. died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sad, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so Nadine's now home. She goes in and she kind of goes to the knock on the brother's door and talk to him a little bit. And, uh, tells him that basically, you know, she's sorry. She kind of realizes she's, been a bitch the last couple of weeks and really their entire lives. <laughs> Just a lot of time of being a bitch. Um, and she kind of breaks down and says she, she wants to try to change it. Uh, she just doesn't know how, but she's going to try. Um, and they kind of, they, they have a nice hug and they seem to have kind of mended fences. And it cuts to the next day. Fences. They mend them together. <laughs> First you jump them, then you mend them. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, the next day they uh, she comes down. Both the brother and her friend are down there, and they she kind of has a pleasant interaction with them for the first time, uh, where she's actually being nice, and they're they're kind of saying, "Oh yeah, have a good day." And like her friend asks if she can call her later, and she says, "Yeah." Uh, and she kind of leaves early. She's leaving the house. She grabs some flowers and goes to the school to meet up with Erwin for his film festival. Uh, Erwin's got his little film debuting, which I like his speech before it, where he just like can't think of anything to say. <laughs> and eventually just gives the mic away, just like take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's a little awkward uh, scene, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's in keeping with his character. Uh, so he debuts his animated movie, which is kind of about this uh, this dorky alien who likes this girl and she keeps ignoring him. But then she gets captured by this giant monster and he ends up kind of taking out the monster uh, by going to save her. And he basically at the end of it kind of tells her to piss off and he's got all these other ladies in a hot tub now. <laughs> I do like that animated short. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good touch. I liked it. Uh, and so she basically at the end of it, she kind of goes, yeah, I get, I get it. The movie is about me. Right. And he's like, no, you thought that was about you. <laughs> but he's just kind of messing with her. So it's good. Good little moment. And uh, basically he introduces it basically ends with him introducing her to all of his friends and kind of seems like, yeah, her and uh, Irwin are together now. And they're going to, you know. Which is Live weird. I don't understand the ending because the one, <laughs> the one kid uh, who got the message, uh, there's a point where he said, "All my friends told me not to come to this," so it seems <laughs> like all of his friends know about this message, which will definitely, definitely leak out to somewhere. <laughs> um, so we'll see how Irwin does with that. Cause yeah, that's Irwin knows nothing about this guy, <laughs> so that'll be fun. Nope. <laughs> Tune in next year when we learn about Edge of 18. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I'm sorry, Erwin. That was a whole 12 hours ago. Sorry, I had to put my headphones down for a second. I needed to grab some Twizzlers. That was a whole 12 hours ago, Erwin. I swear. It doesn't mean anything now. 12 hours later. <laughs> I honestly thought that that's how that was going to end. I thought that she was going to show up to watch the cartoon and then uh, Erwin, you know, showcases the cartoon and all that shit happens. And then she basically wants to be with him. And then he, <laughs> he knows about the message. And then she's just left downtrodden again. And then the movie ends. And you're just like, wow, there just wasn't a happy ending to this one. What if some what if that was somebody's film project? <laughs> it was just showing that text message <laughs> up on the big screen. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> just making fun of her and then that's, that's how Erwin finds finds out yeah <laughs> oh and I guess we also should say that there's a slight bit of resolution I guess with the mom where she's trying to call Nadine to find out where she is and Nadine just kind of says I'm safe and the mom's kind of thinking about what to reply with and all these things that she's trying to freak out about but she ends up just going with okay so it looks like she's trying to <laughs> be a little more calm and not such a crazy person although i mean really nadine's did kind of act like a fucking weirdo so <laughs> kind of huh she's Only not kinda. in the wrong she's not in the wrong for being concerned or upset <laughs> what nadine does that nobody's explained so far is 
When she gets very angry while in a car, like, oh, I don't want to go right now. The kids might be laughing at me. Oh, I don't want to go out there right now because something blah, blah, blah. She'll just sit in the car. She refuses to go anywhere. And like you said, her mom just is like, all right, I'm fed up. You're coming to work with me. Okay. She's 17. Why is she acting like a baby? Why is she acting like a little baby? (laughs) Yeah, she does have a lot of that. Like a, a lot of her problems are pretty much all her fault. And by a lot of them, I mean most of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she just her bad reactions to things kind of tends to cause most of her problems. But I think that's why I like the character so much is that it feels like a real character. Like it's not like this perfect character. I feel like a lot of the main characters, especially, tend to be like blank slates. Or it's just like you could try to imagine you yourself as this character. But this, I mean, she is definitely a distinct character like you could be like yep that's so nadine (laughs) i don't know the whole time i was watching this movie and this is going to kill you when i say this just straight kill you this movie very much reminded me not and this movie's better so at least take that (laughs) okay but this movie reminded me so much of that one movie that we saw uh that horror movie um oh wish upon yeah wish upon i know i swear that must so much (laughs) <laughs> that must have ripped this off. I swear it came out probably a year later. So, cause yeah, definitely same thing. Unpopular girl who kind of likes one popular guy, but that doesn't work out. So she ends up with an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yep, that sounds about right. The other problem is like, uh, you know, that Bumblebee movie, the Transformers movie that came out last year that also had Haley Steinfeld in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they tried to make her a dumbed down like PG version of the same character in that hmm. like she it's in the eighties, but she's awkward. Kids don't really like her. She doesn't fit in. She has a father who died when she was about 12. He was the one she was close with close with. She doesn't get along with her mom that well, or her this time it's a little brother, but it's still a brother who she doesn't really fit in with. <laughs> it's like, boy, you really just did like a PG 13 version of this where she's not talking about giving people head. <laughs> I'm going to give that transformer head. <laughs> Gross. So, yeah, but I, I think she's a great actress. Um, I've since seen her in true grit. Uh, the, the remake that they did when she was even younger, I think, and she was really good in that too. Um, so she seems very good. Um, she was awful in pitch perfect. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, because I've only seen parts of the second one. Man, I think she's like the new <laughs> girl, and she is blander than bland. Really? Somebody needed to add salt to her personality. <laughs> I feel like Pitch Perfect isn't anyone's best work. <laughs> That's just me, though. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't watched them, so I can't say, but they sure didn't seem like, you know, A++ material. Some pretty good Haley Seinfeld does sing pretty well. She's got a couple of songs um, that are pretty good. Yeah, she sings in there. She's like the girl, because all, all Pitch Perfect's about is a bunch of, like, matching or mashups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just like, well, let me come up with an original one. And... I don't remember, but she does sing. She sings it, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised if there's anyone in the Pitch Perfect movies that doesn't sing. That's kind of the whole thing of those movies. True. It's like being in Fast and the Furious and not knowing how to drive a car. 
That's a true. <laughs> I only have a bicycle. Get out of here. Go be in that Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Oh. <laughs> nice. Good pull. Yeah. Trying to think what has bikes in it. <laughs> it's that knee T. That's about it. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> what do, uh, so I think out of total, sorry, Sean just texted me and now apparently I got to do bullshit tomorrow. So that makes me <laughs> Yay! very angry. Um, so out of 10, I'd probably give this movie 6.5. Oh, okay. It's in the positive half. So I like that. That's, that's as good as I could hope for. <laughs> I'm glad you at least got it in that side and didn't give it like a two. No, no. <laughs> like Rocky two. two. That that one is a two. <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. I probably probably give it a nine. Mm. Maybe even a nine point five on certain days. I could probably go that high. No, I I've seen this movie many many a time, uh, and I just seem to like it more. It's very funny to me. Um, it I feel like it hits on the emotional levels when it needs to. Um, it worked for me, so. <laughs> oh. I think when you watch the never ending story next week <laughs> that's when your whole life will change <laughs> yes you will finally ascend <laughs> and become one with really everything and anything so I'm really excited <laughs> for you to get your Falcor and your Atreyus on and your Bastions on oh it's going to be great <laughs> All of these cool names. All of the great. Hope the movie names. can live up to the great names. The Rock Biter. Oh, so good. <laughs> the Rock Biter. It's a very 80s film. I can't wait yes. for you to watch it. It's super 80s. It is one of those things that's like, I don't know how I didn't see that in like the 80s or 90s. You'd I think I would have. So I definitely watched but, it when I was a kid. And I remember watching that one and the second one for sure. Yeah, it's not like, not like that was rated R or something where my parents wouldn't have let me see it. Like. I don't think there is anything in it that <laughs> they're like, no, Kevin, we don't want you to live in this fantasy world. <laughs> Quit trying to dream about things. <laughs> I don't even, he's never even dreaming about it. He's straight up just reading the book and just crazy shit's going on. Oh, man, I love that movie. No, me so dreaming about oh, fantasy things. <laughs> that's fair. We told you not to dream. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll knock it off. But Daddy, I want to become <laughs> want me to a go president. Do push-ups? <laughs> <laughs> One. Oh, All righty. What do we got next? <laughs> All right. Well, um, I mean, we could try to do the third bracket of the 80s classic rock tournament, but I don't know if we can pull that off. <laughs> yeah, let's push it just uh, for this week. Because okay. I would like to at least hear them uh, so I can at least analyze at least whether or not I've heard it or not. I would probably say I've heard most of them, but then there's just a few of them. They're just like, well, I'm like, I, I want to at least give it a shot. Yeah, Even though I don't really fair. care for most of these songs. <laughs> about 75% of them I just don't care about. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. Well. There's another uh, thing I wanted to uh, mention to you that we could do. Uh, I was going to say if we did, you know, the third one this week, I don't know if we wanted to try this next week. And uh, 
put a pause on that while we try this one out. Um, but there's a thing I was thinking of. We pick where we like pick a band and we're trying to put together a top 20 playlist for that band. So I would send you my like top 15 for that band and like five runners up. And then you would send me yours. Same thing. Top 15 and five runners up. Yep. Okay. And then we would kind of, you know, see, make sure we listen to each other's songs. If I'm uh, some of them will probably be the same. So basically if we both have them in our top 15, I would say they definitely go into the the playlist, obviously. (laughs) And then that would leave however many open spots where we try to fill in the rest with, you know, our, our other ones that we didn't necessarily agree on. And we kind of, you know, negotiate <laughs> like, I'll, I'll go with this one, but you got to give me this one. Well, as tradition states, we will have to start with the offspring. So we, so for example, <laughs> we would have to, that's so hard though. I, I don't know. know if I wanted to do like a band, like Paramore fucking oh, <laughs> taking God. back Sunday or something where there's not uh-huh. 800 good songs to choose from. So we got to start with offspring. <laughs> It's tradition, and we don't fuck with tradition. Every time we've done one of these like weird band things, I would say most of the time we've always started with the offspring, so we don't fuck with yeah. tradition. It's going to be hard. We know that. It's going to be super hard. So basically what you're saying is, we'll, we'll use this example as the truth here. We're going to go through all of offspring songs. I'm going to yeah. give you 15 with five runners up, and then we're going to take each other's lists and try to merge them together. If any are the same, then they just kind of get pooped off the, uh, you know, they're definitely going into the top 15 at that point. And anything yep. that's going to kind of just, uh, you know, fall off or whatever, we've got this five uh, to kind of fill those spots. So, yeah. Okay. So if we do have exactly the same 15, at least we'll have those other five to kind of fill in some spots. But I don't imagine that will be the case, especially uh, with offspring. <laughs> like There's so many to choose from. I know. I think we're going to have a lot of the same. Do this. We might. That's for sure. You're probably going to put hit that on there and that'll fall off for sure. <laughs> Just to fuck off. with you. <laughs> That's going to fall off right away. Yeah. I mean, in a top 20, I probably wouldn't have that. But Good. Because that song is <laughs> trash. It's so good, though. No, it's, it's really good. Strictly trash. <laughs> you know you want to hit that. Hit that trash hit can that. when you throw the ball of garbage at it. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Said, and I'm on the roll. The garbage can will roll. You know you want to hit that. You know you want to hit that garbage can. Oh, I'd be all over that shit. That's all up in its guts. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's do some uh, some album artwork. All right. I guess it's my turn to pick this week. Sure is. All right. So this week we're going to do the Beatles. Going the classic. Beatles. The Beatles. So we'll have to pull up their oh, albums. Beatles. I know they got some good ones. Some oh. good ones. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they got up your butt with a coconut. Up your butt with a coconut. Up butt. <laughs> coconut. Up butt. Coconut. Up your butt, up with, your butt with a coconut. <laughs> All right. So we got Please Please Me. Looks like for their first album. Please, please me. Please, Santa, please. Neil's album. Oh, boy. Please, that is please. not one of their good ones. 
All right, so going starting off with please please me, we got a weird one for sure. That yellow is off putting. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird looking logo. It's this looks like one of the monkeys albums. It does look like a monkeys album. Um, but basically, what we're looking at is we've got the Beatles on some kind of a it looks like a hallway with a stairway going up, mostly mm-hmm. a stairway going up. It looks like one of those spirally staircases that you see in the movies where they're doing the chases while they're up on a the kind of floor. Hulk hates. So right. many stairs. <laughs> the best part of that whole movie was right there. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have the Beatles looking down from a, uh, maybe a floor or two up, and they take a picture and they're just staring into it. So um, they did like one of those from down below angles, so everyone looks like they have double chins. Also very true. <laughs> Not good look. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's off-putting about this is the title, The Beatles. This is kind of strange because it's in this yellow. Where there's no outline. It's just straight yellow. And the the yeah. is on a very light or whitish part of the album. So it's just all terribly contrasted together. Um, yeah, even the red in the title like kind of looks weird where the, the one line goes across. Yeah. So it's like just it's not not put very together very well. to the eye. <laughs> it hurts, actually. It does hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't like looking at that one very much. Um, but yeah, so uh, I would say Please Please Me is a pretty awful title to an album. Yeah, not very good for me. I'm going to give this one a I would not say memorable. It's, it's not one that I would say is low, low. I'd probably give it a three, though. Yeah, that's fair. Um, as far I like as that at least please has different connotations, <laughs> so it's not so it's kind of like you're doubling up the word, but it means different things in each one. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's cool. I'll give it that. Um, mm, picture. The artwork, the, the, <laughs> I really dislike this. The picture is fine. <laughs> I'm not against the picture itself. It's the words that it, it's not pleasing to look at this. I would say that. It's a neat idea, just it's not executed well, so it's going to get a Terrible two for me. Yeah, that's where I was thinking as well. So, uh, and then... <laughs> oh boy, connection between the two. <laughs> the connection is uh, not there. I don't even know how you stretch the taffy to make that make sense. You don't, that's the thing. You don't with this one. Uh, it, I'm going to have to give this a one. There's nothing there for yeah, me. Yeah, I can't. Can't even try to come up with anything for that. Not in my wildest imagination, because my parents told me not to dream. Yep. <laughs> it's true. All right. But I, I just want to be a president. <laughs> I right. like, uh, I do like the, uh, looking at the next one here, the, it kind of continues the theme of having the, uh, the label prominently featured up in the corner. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, the next one is yeah. with the Beatles, sixties, the Beatles, and basically we've got uh, them in a black background of sorts. It looks like they're mm-hmm. wearing black shirts of sorts, like and turtlenecks. I, oh I yeah, say. definitely turtlenecks. It was uh, the seventies, so had to get actually it was probably sixties in this one. No, it was definitely sixties. Yep, um, definitely sixties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically it's just a very black and white picture album cover here. I'm not against this though. Um, yeah, oddly enough, I like it. Um, it's different enough to where it pulls away from other like band album arts that I've seen in my life. And I'm not yeah. against this. So um, the turtlenecks really bring it up a couple notches. 
I like the the idea of the title as well of the album. Think of it this way. It's Beatles okay. with the Beatles. <laughs> I, it doesn't make any sense. I know. It's pretty great. <laughs> I think that's why I like it so much. Um, yeah, I think I like that a lot. It's Beatles with the Beatles. It's like if I well, made an album. It doesn't say the Beatles. It says with the Beatles. Yeah. Well, we know it's we know. Yeah. So the album's called with the Beatles. Who's who's the artist? Oh, OK, it's, uh, it's, it's the Beatles. <laughs> What's the album again? The with the Beatles. With oh, OK. The Beatles. <laughs> so it's the Beatles with the Beatles. It's like if I made an album and uh, I did a self-titled like Peter Jank introducing Peter Jank. <laughs> That's how I th- see this one. And I enjoy it. It tickles my hmm. fancy. All right. I can kind of see that, so I'll give it a four. <laughs> I'm going to give this a seven. Damn. I like it. It's funny to me. It confuses me, so I have to give it a four. <laughs> Don't be confused. It'd be hilarious to you if it was the cranberries, I bet. <laughs> cranberries with the cranberries. Oh, now I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Picture, uh, I like this. Yeah, I'd probably go six or seven. I'm probably going to go with the seven with this one as well. This is probably one of the at least more unique versions of a band picture. Another thing I really Mm -hmm. like about it is the shadow cast on their faces. So it's like, except for like John Lennon, you can basically only see half of everybody's face. Even John Lennon, you can almost see only half. (laughs) But (laughs) which really makes Ringo look even more like an ogre than usual. <laughs> he is very troll esque. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's got that same kind of half face effect as the first Cranberries album, oddly enough, but all black and white. And yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. It's classic and simple. Connection 10. It is <laughs> straight 10. Yeah, I guess it is with the Beatles. <laughs> That's Beatles, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that one. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is the next one. So we got Hard Day's Night. This is Night. before they got creative. Uh, Hard Day's Night is, I, I love the, the, the title of the album. Oh, is that sure. the next one? That's what it said. Uh, Wikipedia's got a shit ton between there. They've got Introducing the Beatles, Meet the Beatles, Twist and Shout, the Beatles' second album. I think, I think you're getting... <laughs> Got some singles in there. It's uh, Please Please Me, With the Beatles, Hard Day's Night, Beatles for Sale, Help, Rubber Soul, Revolver, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Go Band, Magical Mystery Tour, The Beatles, they're only the white album, and then you've got Yellow Submarine, Abbey Road, and Let It Be. Okay. Well, I'll just announce that's... them at you. I'm going to announce them okay. at you. Hard Day's Night, this <laughs> is kind of a weird one. Um, you've got the U.S. one, and then the, the, I would imagine, the European one. The European one is the blue one, with the U.S. album release being a red one. Mm. Um, so, I believe it's also, well, but yeah, we're going to go the, with the original release, the blue one. So, we're going to stick with okay. that. With Basically, there's five different pictures of each one of them. It's like they went into a photo album booth, or not photo album booth, but a photo booth. <laughs> And took a bunch of different pictures. Again, it's got what Kevin brought up earlier, that uh, the label up in the uh, top, very prominent yep. again. It says the Beatles. Yeah, and I still have tonight. mono. Oh, yeah. Too much kissing. Too much. Um, 
and then it just has them doing like goofy faces uh, from left to right. Um, and I'm not against this. Um, again, it's another weird band album, but at least they <laughs> did something different this time. It's not just them standing as a group. Um, mm-hmm. I think Sum would... 41 does this as well in one of their albums, I believe. Oh, I could see that on the like the first full album. maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm not against it. I think just the fact that it's still black and white and still kind of half face and shadow on a lot of them makes me think too much of the last album and I'd like branch out a little bit. <laughs> I, well, listen here. Listen here. What if I told you? <laughs> Let's go down to the Ringo, the Ringo line here. His first three pictures are almost identical. Now, let me put a little bit of story in. Fake story. (laughs) Somebody said, hey, we're going to do a bunch of goofy pictures, everybody. Uh, We're going to do one at a time. Have you guys go into the photo booth. You guys are going to take five pictures each. Just make, you know, fun faces, and uh, we'll we'll put those on uh, the the album. And everybody's like, okay. So John goes up there, and he's he's making goofy pictures. He's got you know the hands acting like little glasses and doing some different. <laughs> he hand looks gestures like he's high things. in a lot of them. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Paul McCartney goes up there. He's got like a thinking face, a talking face. He's backwards. Uh, oh no, that's uh, actually that that's George? my that's George. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, I meant to say George. <laughs> he's backwards in one of them. He's smiling and then smoking a cigarette. And then Paul McCartney's doing. I like just, the backwards one. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah, that one's pretty great. Paul McCartney comes up. He's just making goofy faces, reaching out to the ladies and making fun faces. Ringo Starr shows up. His first three <laughs> pictures are identical. Somebody looked into the booth and said, hey, Ringo, you're, you're supposed to make faces. He does a confused face. <laughs> and they said, I thought I was. <laughs> and, he's, and they're like, no, conf- you need to make funny faces. You look like a troll. And then the last one was him just basically looking <laughs> <He's> depressed. <pouting. laughs> <laughs> Those are my funniest faces, mate. <laughs> He's part Australian. Um, as far as the title goes, Hard Day's Night, I'm going to give this one an easy eight. I love the title of this yeah, album. Agreed. That's a great title. I love it. Such a good title. Uh, the, the album art, I'm probably going to give just average five. It yeah, is fun. I like the uh, idea, but I think they could have done better. Some 41, it definitely does better. I was leaning towards a four, but I'll go with a five. All right. The <laughs> connection between the two, I don't see it. Unless they're all completely high right now and they're just <laughs> having a hard day. It definitely looks like Ringo's having what a hard day tonight. they all have boners? <laughs> <laughs> In a photo booth with a boner. <laughs> it is 8.30 p.m., so it does it qualifies. That's prime boner time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't. I can't see any. I'm probably gonna, probably gonna have to two. Yeah, and that's a stretch. Stretch goal. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. What's next? Next one is Beatles for sale. Beatles for sale. <laughs> Oysters, clamshells, and cuckles. Beatles for and sale. Cuckles and blah blah blah. All right. So there's. Uh, I actually like like that title. I will say. Um, the picture itself is just kind of a band shot. Yep. I hate the, it looks like it's cold outside, but I will say this. They're bringing in that color. They learned from their first CD. Or record. They invented the color pictured by the now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just invented. Still has that logo up in the corner, but this time it's a stereo. They got rid of their mono. Mm hmm. 
Well, it True, depends on right which up. picture you look at. I got one that says mono right now, so who knows? Oh, Actually, mono. they all say mono. Oh, no, there's one with stereo, so I guess it just depends. Yeah. yeah. Basically, we got that label up in the corner still. We've got them just standing there. Uh, I'm not going to comment <laughs> too much about this wearing a one. stupid scarf. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of those like African tribes women. <laughs> I know, his neck's so long. <laughs> George is at least dressed up nicely in a suit. John Lennon, of course, doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Paul just looks cold. He looks like <laughs> the little match girl. <laughs> um, they have that weird, like, blurry thing right in the front between them and the camera, so I'm not entirely sure what the hell I'm looking at there. Yeah, that's odd. That's off-putting. <laughs> uh, Beals for sale. It's kind of a smudge. I think it's a, I love that title. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I, I like the title. Um, I'd probably give it a six or a seven. Okay, I might go eight. All right. Sounds good. You're selling the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, album art, I'm going to give this a... Oh, boy. Um, a three. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Yeah. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, which is a one. No. Um, but it's, it is yeah, just not, a band shot. It's definitely better than that first one with the stairs. Um, not by a whole lot, but yeah, <laughs> it's better. It's more aesthetically pleasing than that one, for sure. Um, the connection between the two. It does have the Beatles. The but, album is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish they had, like, price tags on them. I have to probably go with a five on this one. Because I feel like, yes, it has the Beatles. I don't know if it's, they're for sale, but I think there's enough of a connection. <laughs> I mean, I can give I'll go with a five if you're counting when you see this for sale at the store and it still has the little price sticker on it. Then it makes sense. <laughs> yes, this Beatles album is for sale. So five it is. <laughs> All right. Next, we have help. Help. I need, need somebody, somebody help. help. Anybody just anybody help. help. Oh, it looks like there's two of them this time again. Although I look about the same. Uh, the US and UK version. Yeah, we're going to go with the one where the help is in the top left corner. Okay. That's the one I got here, I think. Perfect. Again, it's got the label up there in the top left corner as well. The Beatles. This is a very white album. With uh, oh. all four of them wearing some kind of a blue jacket and with their arms spelling the words help in some kind of, uh, I would say, <laughs> m- yeah. military I version of using your arms. I don't remember what they all are. I know that there's definitely a way of using your arms to spell letters out. I should know this. Oh, maybe it's based on like a clock or something. Maybe the time corresponds to a letter or some shit. I <laughs> doubt it. Boy, that's oh, they a just stretch. They wanted to be the YMCA, but they couldn't well, do no, it. Well, no, because Paul's definitely doing an L. Uh, and like I said, I know, because yeah? at least in the American military, depending on where your arms are oriented, that definitely makes letters. And then it's supposed to, in the military, in us, we have flags. We have a red and white flag. And depending mm-hmm. on how you hold your arms, they taught us a lot of stuff in our advanced training. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't remember because now we have phones and radios. 
but it's, it's mainly <laughs> just used in case you didn't have those things and there was somebody on a hill just basically it was used back in the day for somebody to go on top of a hill without having to shout to make smoke signals and stuff so you'd use binoculars look at whatever's going on whatever the flag orientation write that letter down so my guess <laughs> is that's what this probably is yeah um, i'm gonna say that that's probably the case but i, I it's too weird sure. to not be that <laughs> um but yeah i I will say out of all the people here, George Harrison's hat is goddamn amazing. <laughs> it is pretty great. Uh, so the word help as the title, what, how are we thinking? Um, I'm good with that. I'm That's, good with it as well. For such a short and just kind of one word title, it seems unique. Um, I can't imagine many other bands naming their album that. Yep. I'm going to stick with an eight with this one as well. If not, maybe a nine, uh, maybe an eight. I'm going to stick with eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like super creative, but it's good. So I'd, I'd say an eight's fine. Artwork, though it is another band pick, there's something eye catching and almost mesmerizing about this one. And as soon as I mm-hmm. see it, I know it's a Beatles album. Um, it's very iconic, just them standing in these blue jackets, anyways. Um, I'm probably going to give this one an eight as well. Um, I just really like this one. It's a lot of white with just this cool contrasting blue that they're wearing. Probably give it a seven. Okay. Um, but the connection between the two. Yeah, it does say here the album cover shows the Beatles. Their arms positioned to spell out a word in flag semaphore. Aha. Wow. Told you. Mm. I'm not crazy. Oh, geez. Wait a minute. When I had I had the idea of semaphore spelling out the letters help. But when we came to do the shot, the arrangement of the arms with those letters didn't look good. So we improvised and ended up with the best graphic positioning of the arms. So instead, it just says N-U-J-V. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Damn, I wish I didn't know that now, because if it was help, I'd give it a 10. I think, well, they put it in that arrangement to make it seem like they are spelling help. <laughs> so I'm still... So they tricked us? Yeah, so they tricked us, for sure. Um, I'm I'll still, give it an 8 for trickery. I'm giving it an 8 for trickery as well. <laughs> I would like to I, now use that as a trivia question. Their arms were meant to say help, but they didn't like that way that they looked in uh, the picture. So they spelled N-U-J-V. Well, they spelled <laughs> what? did it what? spell? Nujva. <laughs> what letters were they actually holding up? All right, Rubber Soul is next. Rubber Soul, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber Soul. Oh, this, is, this is a classic. All right, so Rubber Soul. Artwork is another lovely band picture. It's basically it sale or uh, Beals for Sale. Just a little bit more disorienting. Yeah, a little bit of a weird angle. Kind of a 60 psychedelical angle. I will say I like the font of Rubber Soul. Very uh, 60s. Up in the corner there. This is, I think, the first one that didn't have that fucking label up in the corner. (laughs) Instead, they got the title there now. Yep, 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 yep. Color Uh, palette definitely feels very 60s, like, kind of Britishy reserved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just browns and... (laughs) greens uh so title of the album i'm going to for myself i like the name rubber soul i'm gonna give this a we'll give it a seven yeah i'm good with that it's very unique for sure um and it does roll off the tongue even yeah. if it doesn't 
mean anything to me, but <laughs> I don't know what it's referring to, but it rolls off the tongue. That's something. Album art, I'm going to give a three just for looking very 60s-ish, but I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to keep looking at these band picks and give them high numbers. Yeah, although I know they have one band pick that's coming up. Hopefully that's very good. Oh, it's gonna, <laughs> that one will be. Uh, let's see. Connection between the two. I mean, I, I can't stretch it. I can't. I don't know. I how mean, to. I guess they look somewhat rubbery in that perspective. They're definitely disorienting. That's a stretch. I'll give I it guess two. I'll give it a two. Yeah. It's you really got to stretch that rubber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was taffy. All right. Next All right, album is that? Revolver. This one's pretty great. Oh, Jesus. Um, is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you look at the top left, the very, very top left of the picture, or this album, I'm pretty sure that's John Tron. <laughs> oh my god it is <laughs> he photoshopped himself in there and he photoshopped his wiener on. <laughs> um i love the artwork of this this is very uh beatles movie with the blue meanies ish um this is a completely black and white album um it has all four of the beatles on there drawn or illustrated on there um mm-hmm. Let's see. They have a bunch of random pictures. It looks like mostly of them. If not, they're all different, like clothing or whatever of them. Um, they're, but they're all like really disorientingly, weirdly placed. There's even a couple yeah. pictures in that looks like maybe George Harrison's hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, little yeah drawings of people kind of sitting on his hair. Um, it's interesting. Um, I like this. Hmm. It's very sixties. Oh, yeah. Um, that's for sure. I'll give it that. Uh, man. So the name first. It. The name first. So how are oh. we thinking with the name? Uh, I like it. I give it probably a six. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. Revolver is a six for the Beatles. Yeah. Um, artwork, that's I'm going to give a six as well. Yeah, I'd say that's fine. It's a little too busy. And it's just like aesthetically, I don't know if I'd want to look at it for that long, <laughs> even though I could, because there's so many different things to look at. I just don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> True. Uh, connection. Not not very good. Unless <laughs> one of them is holding a there. gun. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, somewhere in that tiny picture, maybe. Um, it's like, where's Waldo? You got to spot the revolver. I'm going to give this one a one. I just don't know what the hell I'm looking at as far as like a revolver. I I just don't think that there is a connection. Yeah. Maybe some kind of weird drug reference. We're just not getting. Yeah. (laughs) So for now, a one, unfortunately, it's very sad. Damn. Oh man. This next one is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, this is a good one. A real good one. Possibly a great one. Yeah. So, (laughs) Uh, the title, obviously, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The album art itself, it's all four of the Beatles dressed up as basically Sgt. Pepper and the Lonely Hearts Club Band with a bunch mm-hmm. of, like, crazy famous people, different references. Uh, <laughs> you got Bob Dylan in there. You've got all sorts of different people are in this image. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all standing in front of 
Marilyn I'm Monroe, sorry. I think. Uh, all standing. Yeah, there's Marilyn Monroe uh, just above Ringo, the troll. Um, but they're standing behind a giant drum with their the name respectively and then their their actual name, the Beatles. Um, I love this album. Uh, yeah. It's just a I musical. might honestly give this a full 10 all yeah. the way across the board. That, that's where I'm at with this one. <laughs> the name is amazing. It's so iconic. Uh, the yep. artwork is amazing. It's very it's so unique. Iconic. Like no one's ever going to take that. <laughs> no, it is beyond bizarre. Um, and then, of course, the connection between the two is just—it's amazing. Yeah, it's basically they've created a new band. Here is that new band. <laughs> I do love the fact that they have their very much younger selves next to themselves as yeah. a complete band. There's just so many amazing things in this picture. Um, yeah, this is very like a. This is the opposite of the last one where there's a lot going on in it. But I do like looking at it and you can be like, oh, there's that celebrity. And who's this one? And you could spend a lot of time trying to figure out who everyone is and what all's in there. And it's very appealing. Even the flowers with the Beatles title is cool. Yeah. And it it just looks good. It's not. I mean, it's so colorful, but it's like not overwhelmingly like distracting. And like I said, I'm not a big fan of like distracted uh, art, but I completely feel the same way with you on this one. It's like every time I look at something, it's like, well, who could that be? Or, oh, shit, that's uh, what's his face? So it's really cool. Like, oh, OK, yeah, I think I recognize him. It's it's cool. It's like, oh, where's Waldo kind of thing? It's neat. All right. You might want to flick your controller bean a little bit. And all right. So the next one is... Magical Mystery Tour. Alrighty, so... This one looks like Zoobly Zoo. <laughs> yes, it does. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish the whole picture was just them in these animal suits. Um, instead of this weird orangey-yellow border? I don't know. Huh, I don't have a border. I mean, oh. I got like a bunch of stars along the border. But no, like orangey border. Oh, yeah. No, they're on hmm. the actual album. It has an orangey border. Um, oh. There's definitely stars on the border of the their picture, but then there's an actual magical mystery tour. The uh, oh, the I see on the hill flying. It's basically got a bunch of their songs all over the damn place. Yeah, I don't like that. Maybe yeah. this is a different version. Or they decided to change it after a while. <laughs> it was like newer editions came out like this because people didn't like the other one. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that's still what they got. Uh, so um, I love the idea of them wearing animal suits. It is another <laughs> yeah. band picture for sure. Um, I like that there's a walrus. I like that. The, yeah, I like that there's a <laughs> rainbow magical mystery tour. Uh, and fonts. It's just very colorful mm-hmm. again. Again, it's just the four of them this time, just with a weird rainbow thing and then stars. Um, it's cool. I like it. Um, I love yeah. the name. Magical Mystery Tour is getting a 10 from me. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't really argue with that. I love it. It makes name sense for so all the much. drugs they were on at the time. <laughs> exactly. Even just the name without knowing that the. the any of any of that really it's just so good the magical mystery tour <laughs> it's just like you can if if slipknot named one of their albums that i'd probably just give it a listen it's like well what the fuck okay let's go on this magical mystery like it, tour it's fantasy i have to listen to it now <laughs> gandalf's gonna fuck you <laughs> oh no 
Why would you do this, Slipknot? I like that anytime there's fantasy-based anything, you go straight to Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantasy, which means Gandalf's in it. <laughs> what else is there? There's Gandalf's, and then there's short Gandalf's. <laughs> I saw this dragon. Was, was, was Gandalf fucking it? No, <laughs> Gandalf wasn't fucking a dragon. It doesn't always have to come down. Can at least finger it? Um, so uh yeah the name's getting a 10 from me the artwork if it didn't have the weird border i probably would have gone higher um but i'm gonna probably give it a seven Hmm. yeah i think that's fair uh the connection the costumes are cool although it's weird that like three of them have the same like furry body body. I don't know what that's about. One you of them's know, like a rabbit or something. Yeah, and the other one's a chicken, the other one's a hippo. We're all aware of their furry <laughs> chicken hippo bodies. <laughs> um, but we're all the same underneath it all, I guess. Yep. <laughs> uh, the connection between the two, probably. Yeah, I can probably. see that. That's pretty strong. Probably going to uh, take me on a magical mystery tour. <laughs> the font alone screams magical mystery tour. Yeah. And then those crazy drugged out fucking furries <laughs> i give that a solid nine for sure yeah that's a niner <laughs> if, not, if not even more i mean now you put me down for a 10 and we'll just average that one out because i mean that is exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah lie. that's fair I'll, I'll we'll go with the 10 on that one all right that's that's works for me <laughs> this next one there's no way that's not magical the next one's going to take a big old dumpy poop. All right, so n- the next one is known as the White Album, but it's not actually called the White Album. It is called <laughs> The Beatles. It is a self-titled album. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's this, pretty awful. <laughs> I yeah. think that might get straight ones. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, well, no, it does. Well, no, it's, I was going to say if it was called the White Album, it yep. sure would deliver. Yeah, no, but. I was thinking the same thing, but I forgot that this one's actually technically a self-titled album. Um, yep. Yeah, this one's going to get ones, which is really sad. That just basically yeah. null and voids those straight tens that we just gave Sergeant Pepper. Like, I wonder if they were just like, we're the fucking Beatles. We're bigger than Jesus. We don't have to put, like, cool artwork on our albums. Watch. We'll come out with the worst looking album ever <laughs> with literally nothing on it. And people will still buy it. And they did. They did. I honestly don't like this album that much. <laughs> really? Yeah, and it's like two CDs. See what songs are on this album. Oh, jeez, uh, that is a lot of them. Oobla dee, oobla da, that song's all yeah, right. Yeah, there's a few good songs on there, but a lot of them are fucking weird, dude. I think there's like two songs <laughs> with the word honey in there, too. It's like a bunch of <laughs> random, random damn songs. <laughs> all right. All right, yeah, next one well. we have is Yellow Submarine. We all live in one, you know. We do. Oh, yeah. I like this. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. So this one's really great. I love the artwork on this. Like I said, this is definitely from the Beatles movie, The Yellow Submarine, with the blue meanies mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, this obviously introduces the Yellow Submarine and a bunch of other really good songs. I Man, this artwork is just so great, though. Uh, it is. Lie. You know what this reminds me of in a weird way? Hmm. <laughs> like the letter people from uh yes. kindergarten. <laughs> oh my god, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, 
Yellow Submarine as the title. I think it's great. It's I think it's a good good title for it. I'm probably gonna give that a hmm. I'll probably give it an eight. Yeah, I mean that's that's really good. Again, it's very unique. It's um I'm not sure what it exactly references and but I like it. <laughs> I sure do like it. Yep. I would like to see a yellow submarine. Uh the Instead, they're art- all just gray. The artwork gunmetal gray. Absolutely a ten. Yeah. Letter I agree. people. Letter people. I can't believe you said that. That's exactly what <laughs> so this artwork is. Um <laughs> so weird. And the connection between the two, it obviously has a yellow submarine on the cover. <laughs> yeah. So I can't. And this, I mean, it's considering they made a movie also called The Yellow Submarine in the same art style, mm-hmm. like that's pretty damn solid. So I'd probably give it a 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 10 as well. Just wouldn't make sense. It's pretty on point. Such a great, <laughs> great album. Uh, all right. Oh, man, I fucking love this next CD so hard. Oh, mm. next one is Abbey Road. <laughs> Abbey Road. This oh, is, oh, this is a classic. God, this one right here. Is probably one of their most iconic album arts. This is you've seen yeah. so many pop culture references to this album cover. Oh mm-hmm. boy! But anyway, so this album uh, is called Abbey Road. It has it's, uh, another band shot, not their last one, but definitely uh, I think second <laughs> to last band shot of all four definitely of them walking one. down the crosswalk of Abbey Road in uh, England. Um, man, I really like this one. It's yeah, not, it's so iconic. Like when you see people walking in a straight file line across the street, like you can't help but think of this, <laughs> which you think that's a common occurrence. Like how would anyone kind of corner the market on that? But they somehow did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. It's, <laughs> it's super bizarre, super weird, but they definitely did it. Um, I love this album uh, artwork. It's just it's just so damn iconic. It just did it. I mean, and what it is is they're the ones who did it first, and they did yeah. it. They just did it really well. It's just so simple. It's um, a good-looking street. I like everything about it. I think I give the artwork a 10. Yeah, the artwork is a 10. Easily a 10. Uh, Abbey Road, I think that's even cool, too. Um, yeah, it's a cool-sounding street name. Yeah, Sounds sure. British-y. Uh, probably give that one a... I would say nine. If it was like a weird, weirder streets like Willow Road or like Oak Park, I would have like <laughs> probably been like poo poo on it. But the it, because the word is Abbey, I don't know why I like it, but it's cool. It's unique. It's not like your typical road. I don't even know of any Abbey roads. Here You're saying it's better state. than Narragansett. <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling to try to figure out like a backstory for that horror card game. It's like, what road name should I should I just go back to like my roots and just call it Oak Park, and then that'll be part of the story as the killers on Oak Park? But no, now oh. it's going to be Narragansett. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I think I'm going to give the title a nine. Um, again, very iconic, but just based off the title alone, I think it's a unique road name. Um, I mm-hmm. don't know anything of what's on Abbey Road, um, but obviously a lot of people. Uh, know the name at the very least. So uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I think it's that's cool. like where the studio cool was, right? I think so. I believe that's what it is. Ow. That's cool. I'm, uh, I'm cool. I'm good with that. And the connection obviously is a 10. They were walking yeah. down Abbey road. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's clearly a shot. Very focused on the street. Yes. Which is Abbey road. So I really can't argue with that one. You cannot. Um, very cool. Very cool. And the yeah, last, like- last album that came out, one's not that good either it's got some good songs 
just not that great. Uh, is uh, <laughs> Let It Be. Let it be, let it be. So this one oh, right this here. is also iconic in a strange is. way. It is. This is when they let their facial hair run wild in terrible, terrible ways. Except for John Lennon. He said, no, 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 but give me those wacky glasses. I need them. <laughs> this is the album that makes you wish they were wearing those animal costumes again. So we didn't have to look at them. <laughs> um, so this is a, a, a cool album. So I, for a lot of people who don't know, a lot of people think or speculate that Paul McCartney had uh was killed in a car crash and they've written all these like weird hidden agenda like or hidden uh messages that yeah the the paul mccartney that plays in shows and is now up here with us now is not the real paul mccartney have you ever heard this <laughs> paul McCartney's yes, dead. yeah so this There's is like you play one of the songs backwards it says that he's dead yeah, yeah. um like day in the life is actually about him and how he dies in a car crash and all this stuff and this album <laughs> is the uh also bring another like little hidden message in here because you got john you got ringo and you've got uh george all in these white backgrounds uh playing instruments and doing whatever but paul mccartney's the only one that has this red background signifying uh-huh. blood whatever um <laughs> that's pretty clever i like that they're fucking with people yeah it's funny i like the idea behind this i don't know when that started it had to have started during their t- their heyday but it is i did look at this not too long ago again. I know when I was in high school, I researched a lot because I thought it was hilarious. Because then I really like the whole conspiracy. Yeah, I really thought Paul <laughs> was dead. I was like, oh my God. Uh, He's but... pulling an Avril Lavigne before Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. Um, but yeah, so here we are with uh, Let It Be. Uh, Let It Be, I think, is an okay title for an album. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's hard yeah. to not associate the title, though, to the song, with obviously. The song. And yep. anytime you hear anybody say, let it be, you immediately think of the song, I think. So it's hard to just like look at it by itself, those three words. But yeah, I like it. But I mean, that's fair. If that's if you think of this album when you're that song, when you hear that name, that means it's pretty good. Very true. Uh, especially since those are common kind of words. So they've kind of cornered the market again on that phrase. So that's pretty solid. Yep. Um, I'd give it, I don't know, eight, maybe a nine. Yeah, I'll stick with an eight. I think eight's good. It's legit. Yeah. Too legit to quit. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Uh, album art. <laughs> this isn't bad. It's interesting. Yeah, I, this I, I would say it's it. above average for me, if not just average. It's not like your typical band picture. It looks like they're actually doing some kind of a live set, and they took pictures of them, but they put it in a way to where it's just a, it's cool looking. Um, yeah. Again, it's Ringo iconic looks again. really weird. <laughs> that stupid mustache. <laughs> He'll never stop looking weird. Um, yeah, I would say that this is probably a six for me. It's not crazy. I think that's fair. But I think it's yeah, just slightly above average. above average. Especially with that little story in there. But the story can't do anything. It's yeah. the connection that brings it all together. Well, uh, I mean, the story, I, I, yeah, I guess that would go in part of the picture, I think, because it's the display of this album art. It's yeah. signifying that backstory, <laughs> I guess. So that's not really connected to the title, but yeah, the title itself, I can't see much connection. Yeah, I I don't know what the connection would be here, and I'd love to stretch it, but I just don't think I can. Um, Maybe because this was going to be their last album, um, the connection's there. 
they're basically like, hey, we're letting it, uh, we're going to let it be because at this time before uh, they even came out with this album, Paul McCartney has already started doing their solo stuff. So they knew that oh, this yeah. was going to be the last album. And I think everybody was at terms of just letting it be like, all right, let's just do our own thing. Um, and hmm. maybe that was why it was called this. Um, again, I'm just coming up with a story to the title, but from the title to the artwork, I, I don't think it's there. Um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense for why it fits with the album. Um, but the same thing with your so cranberries uh, stuff. Uh, when you come up with a good story, that's great and all. But if I don't see the connection between just the title itself and the artwork itself, I can't go off that. I have to be a. Yeah, if it was them, like clearly, judge. you know, clearly walking off or something, I'd be like, all right, I get it. <laughs> They're just like, let it be. Yeah. But it's just kind of, you know, band shots of them performing. Now, what if they were performing just, Let It Be? Oh, then I'm in. <laughs> All I need was one little word balloon <laughs> saying Let It Be coming out of their mouth. It's, it, look, it, George is clearly, George Harrison is clearly saying with such excitement, B. B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Did you see this? Like, there's a cover of the aborted Get Back album mirroring the cover of the band's first album, Please Please Me. Huh. Wow. That's yeah. It does look a lot like it, except now they have their, go, their weird facial hair and shit. Strange. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Um. So what are we giving the connection between the two? Uh, probably say a two. Yeah. It's really hard to stretch that and make any sense out of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And that is. So we got 13 albums. albums. Uh, that averages out to a 6.153. All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. They're well above average. Yeah. Uh, I think the White Album definitely hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> that was a kick in the pants for sure. And Rubber Soul, um, I think, also hurt them. Yeah. That's not their shining moment. But it's a great album. Rubber yeah, Soul. sometimes that's the way. Like, the artwork and the title sucks, but... That's where all the good songs are. <laughs> I know. Rubber Soul, Sgt. Peppers, and Abbey Road are probably my favorites, with Magical Mystery Tour pretty much right behind that. I didn't realize they had so many albums. I thought that they only had, like, a couple. Man, they cranked hear it about out. Some of them. Like, you don't hear a lot about, oh, please, please me, or with the Beatles and shit like that. Like, no. <laughs> no one really talks about them. Oh, it was Hard Day's I mean, Night. I'm sure I've heard songs on. off of them, but, yeah, I didn't, you know. You don't really hear about those. Those are my favorite Beatles albums. I love them. I love them so much. I want them in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Cool. Sweet. Fingers. We did it. Fingers. (laughs) Finger snaps. Fingers in my mouth. (laughs) Um, All right. Cool. Well, um, do you have any? What else we got? Comic news, movie news. Uh, We could talk about Stranger Things briefly. (laughs) <laughs> it's been so long. It's like it's old news now. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things was so week and a half ago. I'll say this. So <laughs> on a rating scale, um, if I had to put these in order, I know you and I talked about it, but I would still say the season one is my favorite. I really like it. I love it. I love Dungeons and Dragons, though. And it really does a good <laughs> job in implicating me. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, that, that was one thing about this season. Speaking of, I, I didn't like how it ended, how they basically gave away their Dungeons and Dragons set. Well, that was, that was just sad. Will. It was just Will's set. Um, Mike still had his. So 
uh, there's that. Because he even says that. He's like, well, why are you giving this away? He's like, well, you still have yours, and I'll come back. I'll be back. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Will. Will you? Um, (laughs) Can't take anything for granted with that kid. But then I would say probably season three might be my second favorite. And that's really hard for me to say that, but I'm very biased with that because they put Carrie Ellis in here, and that's what really (laughs) pushed... And the fact that they have the never-ending story song in there is also yes. the second thing that would push me over the edge. <laughs> season two is amazing as well. It's it's number three on my list, but it's not last. <laughs> I went on the LCS hockey show the other day, by the way, and Larry had just watched all of Stranger Things season three, and he fucking hate, like railed against that fucking never-ending story part. Oh. He was like, it was so fucking dumb. I was like, oh, don't you say that to me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the best part. The whole season. It, I, I'll, I will agree with him with this. And this is going to be really hurtful for me to say. But it is very dumb. And I think that's why I like it. <laughs> it yep. should not happen. It's not realistic at all. But it's so stupid that I just <laughs> love it. He was like, they should have set it up, like have him say something earlier in the season about like her liking never ending story or something like, like, well, like, why would he tell anyone that like that? He was clearly trying to keep that whole thing a secret. <laughs> yeah. And I don't he wouldn't have told his friends about that shit. And there, it's <laughs> enough. I feel like almost anybody should know that. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. It's such a weird one because like I know that just because I grew up on never ending story. But like, I wonder how many people do actually know about it. Yeah, I think it seems like a lot of like younger kids watch this show and shit. I wonder if that just goes right over their heads or if their parents have actually shown them this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I really fucking love that. That part is so good. Yeah, me um, too. Um, all right. So, yeah, basically, I'm not going to we're not going to go through this like we do with movies. We'll just kind of give everybody our thoughts, our initial thoughts. Uh, like I said, well, in final thoughts, I suppose. Um, like yeah. I said, th- this this <laughs> season was amazing. It just basically had all the kids. Uh, in it from it basically I had all the characters from the previous seasons a couple new ones were sprinkled in it seems like mm-hmm. Stranger Things is doing this thing where they're pulling actors from that are known mainly from the 80s uh, early 90s ish and bringing them yeah. on so we obviously had Sean Astin last year with Paul Reiser uh, now we have uh, Carrie Elwes which was just fantastic in this he played more <laughs> of like a crooked mayor um, yep he was good. Uh, they also Only bring David in... Bowie was still with us. Maybe they could have gotten. Oh him. my god! Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna nut it. I'm gonna nut it. <laughs> um, and then uh, they also bring in a guy, though it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. They brace. They they bring Arnold Schwarzenegger slash. Uh, Dolph <laughs> I mean, Lundgren. to be fair, he's very. Dolph I, they dressed him like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he doesn't look like him. He does at all. But we know that that's what he was being based off of. He looked more like sure. Dolph Lundgren. Also, I forgot to mention during Edge of Seventeen, it was shocking how they got to uh, bring Paul Walker back to life to play the brother. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, they they have some new characters, some old faces, all the old faces. It seems like um, yep. even even they Bob keep, comes back for a little keep expanding. bit. Expanding, oh yeah, a little um, flashback with Bob. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely expanding into something more than just a local community now. At this point, they've got Russia in here now. Um, <laughs> the '80s is known for all their Russia enemies, and that's what we're seeing here. So we definitely got that sweet Russia going on. Uh, we have now the Mind Flayer. 
uh, slowly facultying himself into the entire yeah. town, starting with Billy. Uh, Which was, I wonder how many people died from this now. Like, is there anyone left in this? They town? said they said thirty people died. At least thirty Jesus. people died in the newspapers uh, at the end of the show. So, uh, like, are they covering this up still? Uh, kind of ish. They're, they're covering it up, but there's no real details yet. It seems because the the government came in at the end of the episode, and they probably are going to, uh, I guess, smear some of the details of what's going on. But there <laughs> are obviously people talking. Uh, because the newspaper I mean, I and just the tell t- people at this point, because otherwise you've just got way more explaining to do than anything else. Like, I don't know how you cover up do. 30 people dying mysteriously and not leaving bodies. Um, well, that's what the TV show thing that was talking about. They're like, oh, well, what's going on in this small town of Hawkins? 30 people died and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I don't even know what they even said in there. But, yeah, basically some stuff's obviously leaking out at this point. But then at the end of the show, uh, or towards the end of the episode of the very last episode, uh, spoiler, 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 spoilers, we <laughs> see, I rewatched the last episode, um, so I have, I watched it knowing, so at the end of it, Hopper is made to believe, make, made to make us feel like Hopper had died, but yeah, when I rewatched. He was caught in the room with the machine that was exploding. Yeah, so there was and a. And then when machine... it exploded, he was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so if you actually rewatch it, um, when they show the laser actually exploding, he's not even there anymore. He's not there. Um, they show like a faraway shot where like you should have seen Hopper right next to the laser, but he is not mm-hmm. there at all. Um, I'm, <sighs> I'm going to assume that, and I think other people have already assumed this as well. That he jumped into the upside down, the up the machine that was this giant laser was basically opening up uh, the a upside portal down portal. To the upside down. Um, my thoughts are: is he jumped into the upside down, which makes sense towards the end of the credits of this season. Uh, we get like a little glimpse into Russia, where they're going to pull a guard out of this prison cell. And they stop at this one cell and they say, no, 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 not the American, the next one, the next cell, the next cell. So they go mm-hmm. to the next cell and basically bring this prisoner down to feed it to this uh, uh, Gorgon. Um Obviously, they still have some kind of ability to get into the portal at some point. So my, my thoughts are is they were able to pull Hopper out or had access of pulling Hopper out or something. That's my thought. Um, but he was yeah, definitely not there during that laser scene. Really? Yep. I did not go back and study the Zapruder film like that, but <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to pause it. I wonder if that was intentional or they just were trying to save money on <laughs> CGI. <laughs> Putting a man there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we have that, and that's basically how the season ends. Uh, we've got, yeah. we've just basically... Will and Jonathan and oh, yes. Eleven and uh, Winona Ryder, they're all moving away to somewhere. Yep. Which kind of sucks. Yeah, not um, thrilled about that. Not entirely sure how they're going to bring everybody back together. If they bring everybody back together, we know they're coming back. I mean, Eleven's got to come back. Um, I'm wondering, because obviously the creators have definitely listened to the fans saying, what the hell was that weird episode in season two with, (laughs) you know, the other number? Uh, Though I still, that is definitely not my favorite episode. I think everybody will agree. But I like the thought of there being other numbers. Should they spent a yeah. whole episode on it? Probably not, but I don't know how else they would have done it. I mean, just in glimpses, but that would have been like more or less a car crash 
in my eyes. Like, oh, Jesus, okay. I, oh, there's another number. All right, let's – oh, okay. So the story's progressing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so uh, I think that it was needed. It's just it wasn't my favorite. Uh, but in this my season, guess would be there's none of that. that yeah, my guess is they're going to bring them back at some point. I would think the logical place to do that would either be next season, like Eleven still hasn't gotten her powers back, and she has to go find them to like give her a boost, you know, like a jump start or something, yeah. get her powers going. Or you wait till like the final season, season five, and they're really, you know, fighting the huge mind flayer this time, and they need everybody. So they call in all the reinforcements, even these people from out of town. And you just have like a giant Avengers Endgame type end battle. <laughs> That's what I would need. Of all the powers, people versus uh, this thing. That'd be so good. Yeah. I would be so happy with that. That's my version <laughs> of a good good comic book movie then at that point. <laughs> um, as long as Erica dies, then I'm okay. <laughs> I'm very happy that they're only doing five seasons. I hope they don't do uh, a Game of Thrones ending or uh, a Lost <laughs> ending where it's just nothing paid off yeah i hope that because this literally is i mean probably my favorite show i've ever watched so it's like it's hard for me the only thing that would bug me is like i don't care how they end it i i mean i'll be sad if people die but i'll be fine with it i just don't want something ambiguous yeah like i know people were like after the first season they're like why even bother making a second season this ended up so nicely it tied up all the loose ends like what the fuck show are you watching <laughs> will was like still had bugs coming out of his face and hopper was leaving waffles for l in the woods and we didn't even know if she was alive or not like that was not no tied up <laughs> at all there's nothing tied <laughs> up there um, so don't do something like that and call it an ending. Like I want some kind of resolution one way or the other. I don't care what it is. As long as it's resolved. <laughs> Agreed. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't. I tried, but I couldn't. <laughs> That's all I want. Yep. All I want. Um, but yeah, overall really love the season. Very, very good. Yep. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. This show. I love when shows take characters that you don't like at first and redeem them and make them, you know, some of your favorite characters, which they've done very well with Steve. Yes. Um, honestly, I think he's my favorite character on the show now. It's crazy the turnaround because I hated Steve at first. In the second season, yep. I started liking him more. And even towards the end of the first season, you're like, oh, okay, it seems like he's trying to do fun things. Like when he made the whole baseball bat with nails, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they made it look like of. he was going to be a pussy and just run him, you know, bail on Nancy. But he, nope, he got a bat and came back and fucking tried his best to whoop some ass. Yeah. Um, second season definitely shows a lot more personality. This season, I mean, Steve was just amazing. I liked all of them, honestly. I thought it was really cool to see Dustin be like, we all know that he is a nerd, but you really see a lot of that in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved, uh, let's see what else. I really liked Billy in this movie or this show. Oh my God. Billy was so good in this. He <laughs> reminded me of a Kiefer Sutherland from the 80s it was incredible <laughs> watching him like he was intimidating to watch you saw him okay. and you're just like oh boy okay okay gotcha oh boy this was like he just reminded me of a villain just straight Kiefer sutherland villain you did not want to see him you just that i could see he definitely did a good job of being a, a asshole yes <laughs> so he had that down he wasn't my favorite as in like boy i wish i could be him one day <laughs> <laughs> I just like he's so good at being a bad guy that I dislike him and I dislike seeing him. <laughs> yeah. Especially since most of his scenes were with like Mike's mom, which was just creepy. Yes. 
Um, I want that whole thing to go away. I liked how they made Nancy look in this for the first time, and she definitely looked a lot more 80s in this one. Um, <laughs> very I cool. I thought she always looked pretty 80s. This one's better. Um, <laughs> uh, the character seemed a lot more fun, I think, in this one. I don't think they took the season as seriously. It seems like they're a little bit more fun. Obviously, bringing Russians into Hawkins, like what? <laughs> but it's like, okay, you know, at least I'm having fun watching the season. I enjoyed the season as a whole. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Because like, no one was like, Will wasn't in terrible danger this time, so they could lighten up a little bit more. <laughs> it did. Like they were in trouble, but not. It's you know, it didn't seem nearly as life and death. One of the greatest scenes, not only have I ever seen in the show, but probably in ever is the scene of the Mind Flayer and the fireworks. Yeah. That was just so beautiful to look at. The Mind Flayer comes through the mall and is basically about to eat L, and all the kids are just throwing these fireworks at it. And there's just so much color going on, and the monster screaming. Billy and L are dealing with their thing going on. Everybody else is trying to throw fireworks at it. This scene is just so crazy to look at, and it's amazing. <laughs> It looked great. That whole mall like um, looked really great yes. the entire time. I loved everything about that. It looked amazing. Uh, very good attention to detail on the set design, for sure. Yes, they did a really good job in bringing this show very, very 80s and very aesthetically pleasing yep. to that era. Um, but yeah, no, very, very, very good stuff. Very good stuff. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? Uh... No, probably not. Perfect. <laughs> well, this has been another amazing episode from the original Janksters. We are slowly and quickly crawling up to episode 100. I don't know what no, we're we going to do for that, but we got to put our peeps in something. But that all being said, <laughs> this has been another amazing episode from the original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip. And thanks for listening. Bye. Hump me. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse!